Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm ready to talk about money because I started reading a book over the weekend that is like mind-blowing to me, and I have some really cool parts of this book to share with you. So I want to share with you something that the title of this live is about, and it's that the wealthy version of you already exists. The wealthy version of you already exists. I know, just wrap your head around it. It is mind-blowing, but I'm going to read you a couple of things from this book called Happy Pocket Full of Money. One of my coaches, um, I bought the book a while ago, actually, on the recommendation of my friend Keisha, actually, and didn't read it because I buy books all the time. As soon as I feel called to buy a book, I buy it. And then I just trust that my intuition will guide me to it at the right time. And that has never steered me wrong. It has always brought books into my life exactly when I need them to be there. And so recently, one of my coaches was like, you need to read Happy Pocket Full of Money. And as it turns out, on Saturday, I was supposed to have dinner with a friend and she ended up having to cancel last minute. So my idea of exciting Saturday night was to start reading this book. And I'm so glad that I did. I got myself takeout from my favorite sushi place that's vegan and gluten-free. I got myself a kombucha from Whole Foods because I don't drink, but that's what I drink when I want to celebrate. And then I opened up Happy Pocket Full of Money and started reading it. It was honestly one of the most exciting Saturday nights. Maybe not exciting in, in other people's world, but for me it was. And now I can't wait to share with you what I was reading in this book because it really did start to blow my mind. And what I want you to know is the wealthy version of you already exists. So here's what I wrote down from the book. All things and all options that can possibly exist, exist all at once. That's what quantum physics, quantum soup is really all about. That every every possible thing that could exist, exists right now at the exact same time. A wealthy you and a non-wealthy you both exist. That's what I want you to take from this. A wealthy you and a non-wealthy you both exist concurrently. Here's the difference. You are experiencing only one of them. Both opportunities, both options already exist. Wealthy you, non-wealthy you. You're only experiencing one of them. So let me read what this book said. A wealthy you and a non-wealthy you exist simultaneously, but you are experiencing only one of them. You are conscious, awake to, and aware of only one. I want you to think about that. Which one are you aware of? Which one are you conscious to? Your being wealthy already exists scientifically and spiritually. All you need to do is shift your awareness, your consciousness to that part of yourself that is wealthy. I'm just skipping around and reading the, the most important things that I underlined from this book, but I want you to really let these sink in, okay? 
And this was mind blowing for me too. As much wealth consciousness work as I've done over the last couple of years, as much as I've been really working on my money mindset, I still read things that go, wow, wow. It's fascinating to me. And, you know, when you're going to be a business owner and an entrepreneur, which that's why all of you are here, because in some capacity, you are working towards building your business, whether you've already built it or you're just getting started. That's why you're here. And that's what you really want to do. And in order to do that, you're going to have to work on your wealth consciousness. It's like saying you want to be an athlete, but you don't want to work out like that doesn't that doesn't happen. You can't be an entrepreneur without really working on your wealth consciousness if you want to be consistently successful and not suffer through it. So working on your wealth consciousness is the number one way to improve your sales. Because when you understand what wealth really is, when you understand what abundance really is, and you understand the law of attraction, then you'll understand that you are already wealthy. You're already abundant. And what's inside of you is what the world is waiting on you to share. And you not letting it out is denying the world the wealth that is in you. And when you share your wealth, when you share who you are, you attract wealth into your world. And let's keep in mind, wealth does not just mean money in the bank. Energetically, it's who you are and how you show up in this world and what you choose to share about the gifts that you were given to contribute on this earth. That's wealth. And a wealthy you already exists. Energetically, you may not be at the vibration of understanding how to experience it, but it's already there. It's already in existence. So all you need to do is shift your awareness, your consciousness to that part of yourself, which is wealthy. Here's the other thing. People make the mistake of saying, well, if I had been born into a wealthy family or into a good country or with this gift or that knowledge, or if I'd gone to that college or had that thing happen to me, I'd be wealthy. They assume that wealth has a condition, yet what they call a condition is actually another independent existence. In other words, you can get to wealth with or without having to pass through the so-called condition. Did you hear that? You can get to wealth with or without having to pass through the condition. You do not need to fulfill these conditions to get wealthy, but when you believe in conditions, they will be there. There are countless paths to wealth and conditions are just one of those paths. It is your choice whether or not you wish to go through these conditions. Even time, which looks like a condition, is not. People think you need a lot of time and age to get wealthy. So it happens that way for them, but it does not have to be that way. So what did you hear in that sentence? People believe blah, 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 blah. So it happens that way for them. The blah, 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 blah isn't as, as important as the fact that what you believe is what will exist for you. What you believe is what will exist for you. Your inner world creates your outer world. If you believe in the conditions, then they are there. If you believe you have to go to university to get a good job, then that's your condition. And that's your experience that you've chosen, that that has to be part of it. But I'm sure we could all name people who have been super successful in their lives without going to university. So it's not a condition that has to exist for you to get the results that you've attached to that condition. It's your belief that requires those conditions to get the results. Told you this was going to be mind blowing. Are you hearing it though? The conditions do not determine the results. Your belief in the conditions, your belief in the conditions is what you believe you need to go through in order to experience those results. So that is the experience that you create. 
You do not have to pass through them, but if you believe in conditions and you create them, then of course you will experience them. Outside circumstances can only affect you as far as you allow them to do so. I mean, I could keep going and going. There's so much good stuff in this book. I'm going to read a couple of more, but I really want you to hear this for what it is. Drop it all and have a clean slate without any shoulds and should nots. Remember, the conditions are the shoulds. Well, I should do this or I should not do that. Drop it all. Have a clean slate without any shoulds or should nots. Then drop the slate. Let it all come to you unrestricted by should or should not. That's the key. It is a very deliberate yet unbound thing to do and very fruitful. So when you absolutely are willing to, you know, the conditions are the box that we allow ourselves to live in. Thinking outside the box means thinking outside of those conditions, dropping the box, dropping the conditions. Your belief in the conditions is what makes them so. If you choose to step back and you reflect on what some of your limiting beliefs are and some of the conditions that you've set up, then maybe you'll start to see outside of the box. Maybe you'll start to see around those conditions and maybe you'll start to remove them as the obstacles that they are standing in the way of where you're trying to go. The wealthy you already exists. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that good news? The wealthy you already exists. You are enough. You are amazing. You are worthy. You are wealthy just for being on this earth. That's why your creator put you here. The wealth is inside of you. The wealth is to be created from you. And you will attract new wealth and circumstances and abundance into your life because you are honoring your wealth that already exists inside of you. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, I'm going to read you one more story from another book that I love that's all about money mindset. I've just got my stacks of books here. So this book that I'm going to read you the story from that I really love is called The Law of Divine Compensation. It's by Marianne Williamson. If you don't know who she is or don't know any of her work, please go run and look her up right away. She is an amazing human being. Her teachings on spirituality and just understanding, you know, she's the author of Return to Love, understanding how miracles can work in our lives and are always at work in our lives is really important to us removing some of those conditions and removing some of these beliefs that we have. So Marianne is a fantastic person to study from. I love her for so many reasons. I also, here, let's see, this is her, um, yeah, that's actually how I first found out about her. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show a lot. 
she also recently ran for president this this past year. She was one of the she's one of the people that was in the running and she's just a profound, amazing person. So I'm going to read this part from her book that I really, really love. And it's all about money and possibility. So the second type of positivity concerns how we view possibility. A man named Jonathan came to me one day quite depressed about money problems. He always seemed to just scrape by, he said, and he wasn't doing anything with his life that he really wanted to do. He worked as a carpenter, yet he longed to be a musician. Can anybody relate to that? We're all doing something, but we really long to be something else, right? We're all trying to build our health coaching business. We're all trying to do something else. He was always putting out financial fires. In fact, he was now facing a tax bill larger than he could pay, and he never seemed to get it together as a musician. He said to me numerous times as we spoke, I have an issue about being taken care of. I never think that there will be enough. My eyes usually glaze over when I hear such explanations, first, because they're self-fulfilling prophecies, and second, because the miracle is never in the past, but always in the present. In God's universe, there is always enough. The more I inquired about Jonathan's circumstances, the more I discovered that he was not just a carpenter. He was considered an excellent carpenter, yet he turned down most jobs he was offered. He did this, he told me, because he really wanted to be a musician and he didn't want to give the universe the wrong message. He figured that if he did too much carpentry work, his possibilities of a musical career would dry up. I pointed out from what Jonathan was telling me that there were no musical opportunities at the moment, yet there was a tax bill. Metaphysically, it didn't make sense to argue that if he worked to make money to pay his bills, the universe would reward him by closing doors. Quite the opposite. Anytime we show up for life with integrity and impeccability, doors open. Did you hear that? I'm going to reread that. What, how, how does it go? I'm going to reread that for the, for the peanut gallery in the back. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's really said. I'm going to read it louder for the people in the back. Quite the opposite. Anytime we show up for life with integrity and impeccability, doors open. The part of the story that most caught my attention was the fact that while he had been praying for money, he had been turning down work. It's like the old story of the man who found himself in a storm with flood water rising around him and prayed to be rescued, yet turned down offered rides in a car, a boat, and finally even a helicopter, claiming, God will take care of me. Soon he drowned and went to heaven. Upon meeting God, he abraded him, complaining that in his hour of need, God had not been there for him, to which God responded, what do you mean I wasn't there for you? I sent a car, I sent a boat, I sent a helicopter. Jonathan, it seemed to me, had an odd concept of being taken care of. We are taken care of, but as the saying goes, God helps those who help themselves. It's a cliche because it's so often said, but it's so often said because it's true. Native Americans recognized that wherever there was poison in the forest, an antidote to the poison could be found within several feet. Usually what we're looking for is on some level right in front of us. The universe is wired to give us what we need, yet we have to show up for the experience of life with a positive attitude in order to experience its gifts. I've known people who seem to think that waking up in the morning, driving to work and showing up at their desk should be enough. Well, it's not. Our attitude, a willingness to bring all our emotional, 
psychological, material, and intellectual resources to a job makes all the difference. It's not just what a job brings to us that matters, but what we bring to a job. I'll do whatever it takes. And yes, even sometimes I'm willing to do windows is the attitude of a winner, not a loser. Jonathan saw carpentry as somehow beneath him, not recognizing what seemed to me to be an obvious gift he had been laid in front of him. His succeeding as a carpenter wouldn't limit his possibilities as a musician. Carpentry was a way to make money, pay off his bills, and have some cash so he could support himself while he pursued whatever dreams were in his heart. By disparaging his own work, he was limiting the possibilities in front of him. That shift in perception would be his miracle. It doesn't matter whether we're contributing to the universe as a carpenter, a musician, a teacher, an artist, a janitor, or a caretaker, a parent, or a salesperson. What matters is our consciousness while we are doing it. Our willingness to be of service in whatever way is presented. Seeing nothing is either above or beneath us, yet important because it's in front of us. We should never say yes or no to anything without reflection and contemplation, for the higher purpose of a situation is not always obvious but it is always there. In a universe where God's handwriting is everywhere, we never have to worry that life will lead us away from our greater good. It will always lead us into our greater good as we proactively and positively bring it to the fullness of ourselves. So a couple of things about that story. I mean, there's a lot of things about that story that I love, but one of the ones I want you to know is what I hear coming up over and over again is in that story, he didn't wanna work as a carpenter because he was so set on being a musician, but being a carpenter was something he was really good at, and it was a way for him to pay the bills and get done what he needed to get done while he was also working on being a musician. And what comes up for me with that is I wanted to leave my job three years ago. When I first became a health coach, I was like, done, I'm out. I am done with working my corporate job, and I'm going to go full-time be a health coach. And what my beautiful mother pointed out to me at that time is that I didn't have a way to bring in money yet as a health coach because I didn't even have a business yet. I just had a desire to have the business and leaving my job would have put a burden on my health coaching, which is something that I really loved. And it would have prevented me from actually experiencing it and enjoying it the way that I wanted to, the way that I really already was enjoying it. And so sometimes we have to do what needs to be done until we can do what we want to do. Do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And so for those of you that are in a job right now that maybe isn't the true calling, the true thing that you want to do, know that it's serving you. Know that it's there for a reason. Know that you need it until you don't. And there's a reason that it's in your life. And I'm telling you this because today was my very first day of working full-time for myself. Full-time for myself. And until today, I can't say that that was the right choice for me. I needed to stay where I was and do everything I could on the side in my business. And a lot of you have said, oh my God, I already thought you were working full-time in your coaching business. You know why? You know why people thought that? Even though I wasn't, I had a full-time corporate job that I was working every day. I was working nights and weekends in my coaching business. And anytime I could fit it in on my lunch breaks and in the mornings and during the day. But my passion was already there. The wealthy me was already existing in my coaching business. Do you hear how I'm combining these two books now? Do you hear I'm combining these two concepts? The wealthy me was already there. The wealth inside of me was spilling out all over the place in my coaching business. And it's because I had what I needed to have for my corporate job to be able to pay my bills and take care of me. And I was able to then show up in that space in my coaching business and build what I was doing. 
And the wealthy me was already showing up because I was allowing it to show up in who I was as a coach and in what I have to offer. And the other thing that pops out for me in that story that I just read about Jonathan is the fact that, you know, I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I thought three years ago, I was a health coach. I wanted nothing to do with being a sales coach. You know why? I thought I was trying to leave that. I was being my future self. I was asking myself, what would Nicole do if she was a full-time entrepreneur? What decision would Nicole make from this space right here if she was already a full-time coach in her business? And I made a lot of decisions from that space. And I still was a top performer in, in my corporate job. Like I made sure I took care of things there, but I was showing up acting as if in my coaching business, putting everything I had, the wealthy part of me, into my coaching. Remember, the the wealthy part of you is not necessarily the money that's in the bank. It's the part of you that understands your gifts and talents and what you're you're here to share and and understand how to align your passions with what it is that you're doing. And so I was already acting as if I was showing up. But ultimately, I want you to know three years ago, I didn't want anything to do. I didn't think I was a sales coach. I didn't even know that that was a thing for me. I wanted to be a health coach. And what I didn't understand is that I could still be a health coach, but I had to do it in the way that I operated best, in the way that I could provide a level of service to this world that only I could. And that was, I could actually work with health coaches and coach health coaches how to sell. And that to me was my way of being a health coach. I had to take what I loved and what I was good at because I do love sales. And I am really good at sales. And I learned that through my corporate job. I learned that being in sales is something that I was naturally good at. And it's also something that I'd never done before. So I knew that other people could be good at it too. So I trained people that came onto my team and my corporate job. I was training people and they were going on to great success. So when I finally started to see the connection between something I do that I'm really good at and something that health coaches need that they're not really good at, I realized that is my path. That is my way of serving the world and making it a healthier place. But I had to be open to seeing it that way. I had to be open to the possibilities, not looking the way I thought they should look, but looking the way that they were already in front of me. Do you hear what I read in that story about the antidote to the poison? Let me read this part because it's really powerful. Native Americans recognized that wherever there was a poison in the forest, an antidote to the poison could be found within several feet. Usually what we're looking for is on some level right in front of us. It was right in front of me that I was meant to be a sales coach. I couldn't see it for what it is. I had to hire my own coach to start to understand that and see my path and understand what it was. But the point is what you are looking for already exists. It's already in front of you. It's already right there. It may not look the way you think it should look or want it to look, but let's limit, eliminate the thinks and the shoulds and the, you, you don't know what it's meant to look like. And if you become so fixated on what you think it's meant to look like, you're going to miss out on it. I almost missed out on being a sales coach. I almost missed out on being who I am to the clients that I serve. And it's because I was so busy trying to get out of my corporate job, trying to get out of sales that I couldn't see it for what it was. But it turns out I have a beautiful gift to offer this world in a way that still allows me to do what I set out to do, which is make this world a healthier place. So I want you to see things for what they are right now in your world. Don't be in such a rush to get somewhere that you're missing out what's already available to you, what's already there. And don't forget that the wealthy you 
already exists. The wealthy you and the non-wealthy you already exist simultaneously. You are experiencing only one of them. And it's up to you to create the mindset shifts, eliminate the limiting beliefs and the conditional beliefs that are keeping you where you are and be open to the possibility of seeing things differently. And you will live your way into the wealthy you. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.